This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome to a very special edition of Golf Talk Canada, a weekday edition of Golf Talk Canada Radio and Golf Talk Canada Talk TV, whether you're listening on TSN 1050 this morning or across the TSN radio network or watching us on TSN 2 as we broadcast on TSN television. Welcome to a Masters wrap-up edition. Zacchino with you, Adam Scully with you. Weeksy will jump in with us for a segment in Hour 2 today. As Bob's been driving through the night, <laughs> he's like our highway man. So uh, we're hoping he's going to be crossing the border by the time he joins. Y- yes, yeah. I hope we don't call him like in the middle of Ooh, border crossing. That would be something. You know, that would be interesting. Maybe we can get you know Officer Jones to join us as yeah, well with his, his master's thoughts, thoughts yeah, as yeah. well. But <laughs> so Bob will uh, join us as well. We're going to do like a winners weird and what edition of the Masters. We're going to give away Scully this very lovely Masters. Team Taylor made staff bag that DJ was carrying, yep. or I should say Austin mm-hmm. was carrying mm-hmm. uh, up the 18th hole towards victory, but also Rory McIlroy and, and John Rahm and the entire Team Taylor made uh, team at the Masters carrying this lovely bag. We're going to give that away as well at the bottom of hour one. Lots to get to before we get to news and headlines. Um, opening thought Where are you on this Masters? And I think a lot of the conversation I did uh, TSN radio hit already this morning in Edmonton, excuse me, in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And right off the top, part of the conversation is, you know, is there an asterisk on this Masters? I immediately say no. It's still a Masters, mm-hmm. even though it's in November. For sure. And everybody played the same golf course. Yep. But is there an asterisk on 20 under par scoring record? And is there one on Cameron Smith? who becomes the first player in history to go four rounds in the 60s at the Masters. I still say I still say no to both of those. I mean, this is still historic. This is you know this is the same golf course as you said. Every player had to get the ball in the hole, and Dustin Johnson finished at two or twenty under par. Many other players finished much lower, and he dominated. And as we were discussing before coming on the air, you wonder what the golf course would would have been like if we didn't get the rain on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and if we had the same wind conditions that we had on Sunday. How much lower would the scores right. have been? It's, it certainly would have been more difficult. Mm-hmm. I question though whether we still would have seen the the golf conditions that we get in April, like a defensive putt. You and I were talking about Tiger Woods putting it off the front edge of 13 that year and things like that. We really didn't see much defensive putting. Um, And then I ask you this then as a follow-up. In your mind, if there's not an asterisk on those scoring records... What's better in your mind? 18 under by Tiger and Spieth on the course we saw in those years in April or this 20? Because in my mind... And this is no disrespect to DJ because I've got my own thoughts on on, on Dustin that we'll get into right off the top of news and headlines. But I I think the 18 under par number that was shot by Woods and Spieth is, to me, a more impressive score than the 20 under on this version of Augusta. Yeah, I I could agree with that, too. You know, given the sense that especially watching how approach shots went into holes, whether you're hitting 9-iron or 4-iron or 
seven wood that DJ had in the bag of Taylor made seven what wood. What about the Cameron Smith hybrid on Saturday or Friday from 247 that digs in like a sandwich? Yeah, and you, you saw all these balls just sort of dig in and not move or maybe spin back, which yeah. we never saw before. So I have to agree with you in the sense of Spieth and Woods at 18 under maybe a little better than DJ, but I wouldn't be surprised if in April, when hopefully we're a little closer to normal, if Dustin Johnson does it again and well, there's closer the thing. to 18 under. It could happen. Yeah. And we're going to talk next year's Masters. We're only five and a half months away. We're going to take a look back on this year's majors. There's so much to get to. Let's start it with some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. All right, news and headlines. Well, obviously, Dustin Johnson is your Masters champion in a record-setting performance of 20 under par. It's his second major. Adam, my initial instinct watching this for the last four days and certainly kind of putting, trying to put into thoughts where I'm at with DJ now versus where I was in 2017 and 2018 mm-hmm. when he, where he was, you know, world number one as well and a major champion coming off his U.S. Open in 16 yep. at, at Oakmont. Yep. You know, I walked with him for four days at Kapalua in January of 2018. Mm-hmm. That's the year he won the Century Tournament of Champions. Now, keep in mind that Kapalua is a par 73, which is an awkward number for par on the PGA Tour, obviously, right. or across any golf course on any, on any planet. I was with him for four days. I was there when he shot the 65, which is eight under par uh-huh. on a par 73. Yeah. And I, you know, he had like five eagle putts that day. Well, you were there when he almost made that hole yes, in one. Yes, that's the same tournament on the twelfth yeah. hole. He almost drove. Well, he drove multiple par fours all week. Thus, that's how you get five and six eagle putts around. You need to be yeah. driving par fours as well. But he almost aced the par four twelfth. Yeah. And it was it was mind blowing dominance. But to me, here's the difference, mm-hmm. and I want your take on that. Yeah. On this, here is the difference for me. That DJ. In my mind, even though he was better with the wedges, better with the putter than he was in 15 and 16, mm-hmm. he was still a one-dimensional Dustin Johnson. I mean, he won the Tournament of Champions in dominant fashion, but it was a power-driving display. He blew the, way of, blew the field away, strokes gained off the tee. I mean, he crushed them mm-hmm. in one category and walked it home, yeah. just squashing John Rahm, who finished in a di- distant second that week. This Dustin Johnson's different. Yes, is he still dominating off, off the tee? Sure. You know, he didn't miss a fairway on Saturday. Which is mind-boggling to okay. think. This is a Dustin Johnson that laid up on 13, laid up on 15, <laughs> yeah. still made birdies, still moved ahead. This is a Dustin Johnson who is now an elite wedge player. This is a Dustin Johnson who has settled on a putter, his old black spider putter, took a putting lesson from Greg Norman, has been working on his putter, and, you know, the guy I saw back in February at the Genesis who walked to the putting green with six putters in his hand that used three in competition that week in L.A., this is not that guy. This is a guy that checks a lot more mm-hmm. boxes. And I was thinking to myself, wow, uh, I know, uh, you know, it's just that we're not even a year from the Genesis. But when Dustin Johnson is, is that well-rounded... Pretty scary. When he's that well-rounded, he's got to be the best player in the world when he's on top of his game going up against other guys. And you mentioned going through different putters. I remember in the Tour Championship in 2018, he switched his putter grip to left-hand low mid-final round when he was had a chance to win. And we'd never see that from anyone else. And now he's, he's settled on the putter. He's got the shoulder alignment now, which has really helped him. And, and he was utterly dominant yesterday. Having said that, on four and five... Things got a little squirrely for DJ. Bit of a shaky start, but then he really got together. That birdie on six, that iron shot into that par three, 
to me, that changed everything. Yeah, very much. That was, to me, a turning point where we're going to see some separation. Yeah. And obviously, a 250-yard uphill 7-wood yeah. into a par 5, 8 to 2-putt birdie there. And I think things calmed down again for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, a lot would be different if there was galleries and patrons mm-hmm. and energy. And maybe somebody else in that group with DJ other than, right. than him in answer. If you put a Rory in that group making a charge or Who a knows? Kepka, you don't know. Those are what-ifs. Regardless, it's a beautiful performance. To your point with DJ on the uh, the, the, the routine, mm-hmm. etc., mm-hmm. the rocking of the shoulders, I mean, he is into a system and a lane now that is scary because he is, he is a reactionary player tee to green, which Rory was kind of outlining in, in a simplistic fashion, see ball, hit ball, yeah. uh, see hole, hole putt, whatever, you know, I'm paraphrasing. Roll it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Rory was what Rory was saying was is that he was he is jealous at the freedom and simplicity that Dustin Johnson plays the game mm-hmm. at tee to green, and that Rory is kind of opening up a little window into maybe his brain of scrambled eggs on Thursday morning when he goes out to to, to get this uh, green jacket that he's tr- elusive green jacket that Rory still wants. Yep. But but from a DJ standpoint, and we're going to talk about Rory in the next segment, but from a DJ standpoint. I mean, this guy has almost separated the game in half. This is Dustin Johnson, tee to green. Reactionary, quick, don't overthink it, see the shot, hit the shot, play to your strengths. Mm -hmm. When he gets to that green now with the routine, he's methodical. I mean, they slow it down. He's bringing in Austin for reads, this or that. They say great putters treat greens like a stage. Wow. He is he is at center stage now when he gets that putter in his hand. You know, he, he really is, and, and he's one of the fastest players tee to green. Oftentimes the camera or the broadcast, they can't catch up to him hitting it, you know, hitting his approach shots. And then he get on the greens and he's reading it from every different angle. He has his brother almost doing the aim point mm-hmm. as well. And but it's worked out for him because it was a, as we mentioned earlier, you know, he's gone through so many different putters, so many different grips. And, you know, we saw at the PGA when Brooks Koepka went up, Beth Page missing putts down the stretch when he really needed them. And he never really did that yesterday. Even, you know, he gets up and down on 7, misses the green on 11, a great 2-putt on 10, making birdie on 13 and 14. It was, it was unbelievable to watch. It was great to see him do it. And, you know, as you mentioned, too, that driver relying on that cut. We're, we talk at length about Bryson DeChambeau trying to fly at 360. Flying at 320 is fine, too. Yes, that works fine. And we'll get into the <laughs> shamble later in the show. Winner's weird and what On the other side, we're going to hear from Dustin Johnson, and we'll, we'll certainly chat some notables. Before we get to the other side, obviously other history is 67, 68, 69, 69. Those are the scores of Cameron Smith, who becomes the first player ever in Masters history to shoot four rounds in uh, the 60s. Uh, he finished T5 here back in 2018, mm-hmm. the year mm-hmm. that Patrick Reed won the green jacket. I gave a shout-out to Bob on our TSN at the Masters pregame uh, earlier this um, week, as well as uh, give him a shout-out somewhere else, too. We've done so much Masters coverage. <laughs> I can't keep track of You've the You've been Masters on TV coverage. for like five straight days. Yeah. If I never have to wear makeup uh, for a long time, <laughs> I'll be quite happy. Um I think Cameron Smith showed us a lot of fight, and Bob Bob was the only person I heard that said, watch for Cam. It's Cam's dark, Cam's dark horse here. No one else had Cameron Smith. Uh, just some thoughts on Cameron Smith's performance because, uh, man, early in that fourth round, DJ was saying he was feeling the heat. He was feeling nervous. At the end of the day, Dustin Johnson shoots 68 on Sunday, which ties the low round of the day. There was 468 shot on Sunday. DJ, our leader, gets one of them. But Cameron Smith early 
was putting the pedal down on Dustin Johnson. The one great thing about Cam Smith is he never backed down. You know, Abraham Answer really struggled on the green. Sung J.M. was up there early on and sort of backpedaled sort of in the middle of the round. But Cameron Smith never backed down. In particular, 13th hole, he's trying to swing the draw. He knows he has to make eagle, really. Hits it sort of straight, just goes in the rough, and he slams his club because he wanted to make that eagle. He wasn't backing down, so good for him, and we're going to see much more of him in majors. I think so, too. Cameron Smith, a two-time winner on the PGA Tour as well, which people kind of glance mm-hmm, over. If you mm-hmm. if you can get it done twice on the PGA Tour that says something, Sun J.M., at the end of the day, he rolled the dice. I was saying this on our pregame, uh, Adam. I was saying you can't hit 50-some-odd percent of your greens in regulation at Augusta and become a Masters champion. DJ was hovering around 80% all yeah. week. That's the number you need to be at. And Sun J.M., he was rolled the dice too often. Dottie Pepper finally, very late in the broadcast, said said something. I think it was around the ninth or tenth hole. She's saying, "I think I've seen enough of this guy's short game." Was what Dottie said. Yeah. And her point was, eventually, you better start hitting catch greens. Up to you. It caught up to him. All right. On the other side, we will hear from Dustin Johnson, the latest Green Jacket Masters champion. This is Golf Talk Canada Masters Wrap Up Edition. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade. Every day, more golfers are playing the TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Join them and you'll see why. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a special Monday Masters wrap-up edition. Scully Zacchino Weeks is going to join us actually coming up in the next segment uh, to chat some Masters. And hopefully everybody made it safe in their uh, White Snake tour band. That uh, I, was, I was texting Jamie Rydell last night. I said, are you guys a White Snake cover band? Is that how you're traveling <laughs> Like that, so uh, I said that looks like an old, like an like an '80s rock mm-hmm. band on on the road. So we'll hear from Bob coming up next. Uh, we're going to talk notables. Before we do, though, Dustin Johnson, your Masters champion. Let's hear now from our latest Green Jacket winner. It's a dream come true. It's you know, as a kid, you know, always dreamed about you know being a Masters champion. It's okay. So, hard to talk. You've earned this right. I've never had this much trouble gathering myself. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> on the golf course, I'm pretty good at it. Out here, I'm not. It's an unbelievable feeling, you know, to, to experience all this with my brother. Um, you know, he's been a big help, you know, being on my bag. I, I love him being on the bag. You know, I wouldn't want anyone else there, you know, to, to share all these memories and these moments with him. It's incredible. And, you know, having Paulina there today, too, it was was awesome. But, you know, I, I had to jab him a little bit on 18 because, he, you know, he was tearing up, made me tear up. Um, <laughs> like, I still got to, you know, still got to finish this off. I can't be crying. So, uh, but it was a lot of fun. You know, I'll remember this for, for the rest of my life. 
You know, I love the comment there about Austin. He's got to choke it back. He's listen. We got to get this putt in the, in, in the cup before we get to notables. Adam, I, I love the emotion from mm-hmm. DJ. You text me. Yeah. Did you just see that? I said, yeah, I saw it. I think part of it is geographical. He, you know, he grew up a, an hour, born and raised yeah. an hour from here in Columbia, South Carolina, right? Which is like ne- right next door. I think the other factor is, you know, it's been a rough year for everybody around the globe. For sure. And also, the Masters is different. You know, mm-hmm. in Europe. There are people that will tell you the Open Championship is the most important. In America, there are Americans that will tell you the U.S. Open is more, more mm-hmm. important. But globally, in every continent, in every country, including America, inc- including places in Europe, they'll all agree on the importance of the Masters. Mm-hmm. And you enter a club now. And Dustin Johnson enters a club now as yeah. a Masters champion, hosting a Masters dinner next year. Is that, that, to me, might be the difference, the, that you are welcomed into that elite club. It's pretty special, and you get to go there for the rest of your life. And, you know, he's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. He's had this unbelievable career. And, you know, he, he has this way on the golf course, whether he's making birdie or triple, his, his demeanor never changes. And that's sort of the way he is in press conferences after the fact, where he'll give you he'll give you an answer that's descriptive, but he doesn't really doesn't really show much emotion. And it was it was awesome to see that he's not a robot, that he yeah. that he shows emotion, and and that this means the world to him. And mm-hmm. he's recovered from COVID nineteen. Yes, and he's come and succeeded. It's. It's one of the great sports stories of 2020, I think. Yeah, it's a fantastic story, and he is obviously now the favorite yeah. in five and a half months when we get uh, to Augusta for what will be back-to-back Masters for consecutive majors. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be strange, but everything in the world is strange right yeah. now, so why not our major championship schedule? Okay, let's leave DJ for a bit here. Mm-hmm. We had some major notables. We had some major stories. Let's start with Rory because, to me, that's the biggest can to open here. You know, we said it all week. Here we go again. Comes out with a 75, shoots himself out of contention. He's trying to, you know, put his name up there uh, with, you know, Sarazen and Hogan and Nicholas and Player and Woods as the only five players to ever win the professional career Grand Slam. 75. We'll look back at the record books. Five years from now, and you'll go, oh, T5, Rory McIlroy, another backdoor top 10. He was really never in it. I got excited yesterday on the front nine thinking maybe. 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 But w- what has to change here, Adam? What, what? How much longer can we do this with Rory? And did he learn anything this time? Because he said something very interesting in his post game about watching Dustin. He was talking to Amanda Bolionis, mm-hmm. and he said, mm-hmm. maybe I got to be more relaxed. Maybe I just got to get here, you know, see it. Feel it, hit it, and, but but saying that yeah. and internalizing it are two different things. Where, where are you with Rory, and do you need to make a change? It's hard to believe. I mean, in major championships since 2015, he's 28 over par in first round, and he's 56 under par in rounds two through four. We've seen this happen so many times. 28 over. In round one of major championships. And, I been, and I've been saying all week, yep. in three years, now three compul- complete years, now heading into four years, mm-hmm. He's had three rounds in the 60s and opening rounds. That's it. To your point, the 28 over. So these things are lining yeah. up. Yeah, and, and you know that was since 2014 when he was dominant and won two major championships and a WGC three straight starts. But for Rory McIlroy, I, I agree with you. It seems like his game is great, but I think it's all in here. Mm-hmm. You know, Hitting that shot he hit on Friday morning, finishing up his first round, when he missed the 16th green by... 20 yards you never see anyone hit it in the water on 16 and he was in the middle of the water 165 yard shot it was puzzling to see is it time for 
I, I know he loves his caddy. Yeah, Harry Diamond is one of the nicest guys out there. And by the way, had a really nice amateur golf career. Yeah. So it's not like he doesn't understand the game at, at a decent level. Yeah. He played at a, at a fairly high amateur level. That doesn't mean he's a great police officer inside the ropes, for lack of a better is term. Is it time for someone to you know, give him a kick in the butt when he needs it? You know, Jason Day tried with Steve Williams last year. That didn't really work out. Jason right. Day wasn't that healthy at the time. The partnership didn't work. But Steve Williams worked for Adam Scott. Right. So you wonder if Rory, because Rory's over 30 now. He's got 31 some years old. 31 years old. Yeah, he's certainly not old. Dustin Johnson uh, is 36. Yeah. And one is finally grabbed that green jacket at 36. So we're not saying no, at all no. that time. But this is next April will be his seventh kick at the can mm-hmm. at the Mount Rushmore of golf. The yeah. seventh kick at the can. And to your point on 16, Adam, a, a player of that caliber cannot miss a shot that bad mechanically. No. Like you like you, you see it once in a while and I know we're going to get into it a yeah. winners win later <laughs> that you do see it once in a while. But we're talking about what was that like a 9 iron or an 8 iron at the most. At the most. He yeah. said that that is that is in the last foot and a half, the last 2 feet before contact. That is a huge amount of doubt and fear. Mm-hmm. And you're flipping your wrist over basically. Yeah. That is fear. That is fear. That is lack of conviction. Mm-hmm. That is, I don't believe in me. I don't believe what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's how you miss a target from 150 yards, 160 yards, 30 yards left yeah. off a tee, a perfect lie, on a hole you've played 900 times yep. with no wind, with greens that are mush that you can play darts to. Yep. I think he needs a team of sports psychologists is Maybe. what I think he needs. I think he needs guys in white coats with, 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 with the boards you know, and walkie-talkies, and following them around. He needs to be rewired. I think he needs that or the complete opposite and just try to not care if, if that makes sense. That, if he can though, do that, I don't yeah. know if you can just I don't know if can do that. wake up one day and just do that. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's if like he's if wired you, if that you're way, wired yeah. to do that. I think he needs the doctors in the coats yeah. and, the, and, you know, the thing that comes down. <laughs> you know, Shock therapy, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he gets to that. So you and I are saying the, exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. You got to dance like nobody's watching, right? You got to dance like you just got out of the shower in front of the mirror and you got the house to yourself. How you get to that point to feel like that? I don't know. Yeah. Because obviously Rory is not the personality type where you where he can go in like Tiger could, where this means everything. Mm-hmm. This is the most important thing in my life. And I'm Tiger Woods, and I'm leaving with this trophy, this jacket, etc. He can't do that. No. Rory's got to paint in broad strokes and be very kind of artistic in his viewpoints. From t- And when he is and he rides these beautiful waves, he looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. But when he gets... Too regimented. It, it all changes. You know, this even goes back to the Open Championship last year. There's so much anticipation going home to Northern Ireland, Royal Portrush, and he hits a three-iron... 30 yards out of bounds left, starts with a quad, makes a, misses a tap-in later in the round. It's just, he's mind-boggling. That is a perfect, perfect topic, a perfect example to show what, when it means mm-hmm. so much to him, the first swing put him out of contention yeah. at the Open Championship. Okay, let, we're going to pick this up with Bob on the other yeah, side. Yeah. We're running a little late. We were supposed to talk notables. Yeah. We just killed an entire segment yeah. on Rory. We could probably do we a show time. on Rory. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get Bob Week's opinion on Rory McIlroy on the other side. This is our Golf Talk Canada Masters Wrap-Up Special. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade. 
Every day, more golfers are playing the TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Join them and you'll see why. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to a Monday Masters edition of Golf Talk Canada, a wrap-up show as we get into this a little deeper here on a Monday. We're going to give away this gorgeous TaylorMade, Team TaylorMade staff bag coming up in the next segment. But now, welcoming uh, in uh, our uh, co-host, our friend uh, who is on his way home, or he might be home, he might be over the border. Weeksy, are you home? Uh, no, sitting at the border as we speak at the moment. So, almost there, though. Closing okay. in on it. So we are, are we are going through the why are you crossing the border by land conversation, et cetera, et cetera. Do you want us to talk to Officer Jones? Does he has, have an opinion of any kind he'd like to share on the Masters? Um, if there were, There's not many people that I would want to speak for me, Mark, but if I needed someone, it would be you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Weeksy, uh, here's where my head's at. I- I'm watching this yesterday. I'm thinking of of me watching DJ a couple years ago at at Kapalua where, you know, he's just a driving machine and blowing the field away, strokes gained off the tee. And it was just it was just a a one dimensional, abusive, uh, abusive approach of Kapalua. And now I'm watching this yesterday and I'm seeing Dustin Johnson lay up on 13, make birdie, lay up on 15, make birdie, just a more mature, a more check all the boxes. This is just as good as it gets all around that we've ever seen from Dustin Johnson, is it not? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's just it's sort of a continuation of the last couple of months where, I mean, he's just been not only the best golfer in the world, but one of the best golfers over a stretch of, of golf that I, I think I can ever remember. Um, you know, second, first, second, first, sixth, second, and first now. Those are his <laughs> last starts, so... Uh, I mean, it's just remarkable, and I think I think you're right. You sort of hit the nail on the head there. It, there's a maturity to his game now. He's not necessarily um, just kind of blasting away or wasting shots or taking unnecessary risks now. He has a good strategy, and I think you can give some credit to his to his brother. Uh, I think Austin has also matured as a caddy, and he's uh, he's kind of soaked in a lot of information. And I think the two of them together. Uh, have a pretty good game plan of what they want to do when they get to a course, and certainly they executed very well on Sunday. Rounds of 65-70, 65-68 for Dustin Johnson. Another great story, Bob, for us here in Canada. How about Corey Connors finishing T10, earning a spot in April's edition of the Masters? Did you get a chance to catch up with Corey after the round? And uh, if so, what were your thoughts on his performance at Augusta? Yeah, I did, and uh, and I spoke to him, and he was, you know, he was very happy about what he was able to do four birdies on the back nine uh, birdies on 16 and 17 which kind of put him into that top 12 sort of locked his spot there uh so some some clutch shooting and he knew what the he knew what he had to do starting off the day or what he wanted to do let's say and uh, and got it done and i think i think we kind of lose sight that Corey's really only been on the pga tour full time for kind of a little over a year or so remember a year ago or a little the last Masters, anyway, just the week before, he got in with a Monday qualifier. He was still doing that. Now he's playing major championships. 
And, uh, and I think this is where he feels he deserves to be. This is where his game, he thinks, has, has come to. Uh, he's elevated, so he should be playing in the Masters and the other three major championships and the players and those kind of things. And he should be winning more now, too. So I think, um, I think the, the, the confidence that came out of this performance here this week is, is, uh, is huge for, for Corey. And I think, uh, I think Mike Weir you know, said some good words about him afterwards. said, you know, he thinks Corey has a chance to win a, ma- a major championship, and it could be the Masters. So uh, pretty high credit for, uh, for a guy who's uh, really blossomed into one of Canada's best players. Bob, I want to switch gears with you because we've got a t- well, we just got in a real deep Rory conversation uh, in the previous segment about things needing to change and another backdoor top ten, etc. But uh, before we switch gears, uh, one final one on DJ, uh, simply because we've got a scoring record at twenty under, and we've got Cameron Smith four rounds in the sixties. I was asked this question this morning on Vancouver TSN radio. I asked it to Adam in our opening segment. Uh, I don't put an asterisk at all on this green jacket victory. A Masters is a Masters. DJ played the same course as everybody. You put an asterisk at all on the 20 under par in the four rounds in the 60s uh, because this golf course was so different than anything we've ever seen in April? No, not at all. I mean, listen, I've, I've been to enough Masters where I've seen the golf course soaking wet like it was this week. Um, in some ways, I think the shots around the greens this week were tougher than they normally are. When you get them, because there's a little inconsistency with two different kinds of grasses and a little bit of a, uh, a learning curve, I think, for that. The rough was definitely longer than it's ever been at Augusta National. Sorry, second cut. <laughs> or Tiger called it a third cut. <laughs> um, uh... You know, so, so there was a lot of things here that made this golf course more difficult than it would be in April. So there's absolutely no reason to put any kind of an asterisk beside Dustin Johnson's name uh, for, for winning on, on, a, on a Augusta National in November. Well, Mark just mentioned it. Rory McIlroy of the Notables finishing T5, 11 under par, nine shots off the pace. But again, Bob, opening rounds at majors, just it's, it's hard to describe what it, what's going through his mind. What, what do you think Rory has to change, or does he have to change something maybe in his team, something mentally for him to contend here in 143 days when the Masters kicks up again? I think he has to wake up Thursday and pretend it's Sunday. Yeah, You know, uh, it sounds silly, but uh, Jim Rutledge used to be the great Canadian golfer. He used to be great on Sundays. He would have these magnificent rounds on Sundays, and that's literally what he told himself after a while because that was the only good round he would have. So he said, I'm going to come out and pretend it's Sunday, so maybe that's what Rory needs to do. But listen, there's a lot of great golfers who never won the Masters. You know, you can go mm-hmm. down the list of Greg Norman and Tom Weiskopf, and, you know, I mean, there's enough of them out there that, uh, that just never got it done. And so maybe this will be the one that he just never does win. Um, but but he, I don't know. He's... Uh, He's certainly proven he can post low scores at Augusta National and do it on Sundays. So, so there seems to be some kind of um, missing piece to this puzzle that he has to struggle to find, and hopefully at one point he'll, he'll find it because I think he'd be a good winner. Uh, Bob, I know you've been driving through the night and you're at the border, so we don't want to keep you long. So before we let you go, just a question that Adam and I are going to talk about in an in hour or two. And, and before uh, before we go, I'd love to get your opinion on it. Adam and I won't give ours. We've had three men's majors in uh, 2020. Uh, we're five and a half months away from the next major. Out of the three men's majors we've seen this year, uh, what's your favorite major? What, what for you, was the best tournament of the PGA U.S. Open and now Masters for you? If you're selecting the best major of 2020, what is it for Bob Weeks? I think hands down for me, it's, uh, it's the Masters. It's the one we just saw. And take nothing away from the other two. Uh, they both had interesting winners. They both had interesting storylines. But I think the Masters, um, 
just how they pulled it off, how it all came together, and uh, and and seeing Dustin Johnson finally get you know major number two. There's a lot of guys who have one major. The list starts to narrow as you start getting the two and the three and the four. And I I think uh, this one proved to Dustin Johnson himself that he can win more major championships. So. Uh, we'll see what happens down the line, but uh, but this one to me was the most fun. All right, Bob, get some rest, get home, get safe, uh, say hi to everyone for us, and uh, we get to take some time off. We're uh, <laughs> we're going to update our uh, listenership and viewership on the other side in the next break on things happening at Golf Talk Canada. But uh, we're going to get into some uh, travel specials and best of season and. Uh, you know, you and I won't be in studio together live again until our December 12th Festivus special. So get some rest. And uh, I know you're working with Ralph Bauer on your golf game. So, uh, you know, <laughs> get some personal time in. Let's, let's you know, you've worked hard enough, Wixie. Uh, we all have. We all have. It's been a great season, depending, you know, when, when you look at everything that we've had to get through. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to put my feet up today anyway, for sure. So thanks for having me on. Bob, Thanks, take Bob. care. We'll talk soon. Bob Weeks, uh, great job from uh, Weeks and the TSN crew in Augusta and, of course, the TSN crew here in Toronto, which, Adam, I know you were grinding hours and hours this week as well. And uh, it was so much fun working with the team this year mm-hmm. on uh, the Masters and uh, Lindsay Hamilton in Toronto. And it was great. Well, lots of fun. And I guess, by all accounts, we'll do it again in April in a few months, right? Whatever so, it is, 143 yeah. days That's away. It. The buildup will be awesome. <laughs> There's so many storylines already. I love it. Come on. All right. Speaking of buildup, Adam. Yes. On the other side, we're going to give away this beauty right here, which is quite large. In fact, I was thinking about moving into this. I, I was wow. thinking. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Golf Tie Canada yeah, yeah, was, yeah. was thinking, well, that could be an extra bedroom. It's and got I about 11 just, pockets on it, too. Right? I would think so. Yeah. I could put all my accessories in there. You know, I'm a big accessory guy. I like my watches and my shoes and things. So I have a lot of places for that. Okay. You know, okay. we could do it in there. So we're going to give it away next yes. on the other side. This is our Golf Talk Canada Masters wrap-up special. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to our Golf Talk Canada Masters Wrap-Up Special on this Masters Monday. Whether you're listening on TSN 1050, TSN Radio Network, or watching us on TSN 2 Television today, thank you for tuning in. And before we get to some updates on a Golf Talk Canada schedule over the winter and some upcoming travel specials that we'll be airing on TSN TV, let's give away this beauty. Our friends at TaylorMade, who we absolutely love. We love our sponsors here on Golf Talk Canada, all of them including our friends at TaylorMade. And every year we do 20 weeks of TaylorMade for our friends that follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada on Instagram and Twitter is the handle at Golf Talk Canada. And you're in 20 weeks of TaylorMade. And for 20 weeks across the summer, we give away close to 20,000 in TaylorMade product and big grand prize at the end of the year. But this year, <laughs> this year, very special year. 
Our friends at TaylorMade added a week. 21 weeks. Yeah, bonus Why not? week. For Masters week. So thank you to Nick uh, Orbrich, who is our our friend at TaylorMade, one of many friends who dialed us up, and Nick said, uh, part, one half a team recoil, by the way. That's right. Uh, said, uh, <laughs> let's give away one of these Masters Team TaylorMade bags to our Golf Talk Canada fans. So, without further ado, Scully, who who is the lucky winner of the Team TaylorMade Limited Edition Masters staff bag? The lucky winner of our bonus edition of 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is Andrew Mitchell from Mississauga. You are the champion. We will be in touch with you very shortly, and you will be taking home this bag that all members of Team TaylorMade were using at the Masters this week. Yes, bravo, Andrew. Bravo. It's funny, that clap exactly sounds the same as our uh, live studio audience clap uh, yes. from our Festivus special. Yes. And congratulations, Andrew. Yes. So, Andrew, you won't be calling in to Festivus on December 12th or emailing us or tweeting us because Festivus, December 12th, will be our next live Golf Talk Canada radio uh, show, Mm -hmm, radio mm -hmm. to TV show. We'll be broadcasting that morning. The Festivus special, I think it's like our sixth or seventh annual Festivus Mm. special. We will air the grievances, feats of strength, year in review. But if you won this beauty, you got nothing to complain about. Yeah. So there you go. This is unbelievable. Congratulations. It's a great up close. Like, it's a a cool looking bag. Now, other than Festivus, uh, December 12th, we've got some best ofs that we'll be running on Saturday mornings in our traditional Golf Talk Mm -hmm. Canada Mm -hmm. uh, radio time slot. We've got some year in review specials. On the TV side, we've got back-to-back travel specials. This week, I don't have the exact schedule in front of me yet. We'll tweet it out. But this week on Wednesday, I believe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are going to air our Tourism Ireland travel special from a year ago. Uh, Now that travel is starting to move around again around the world, depending on what part of the world you're uh, in, uh, airports like Dublin and other international airports, and actually they're doing this right here in, in, in Calgary in Canada, uh, moving to rapid testing versus quarantining, depending on what part of the world you are in. Right. And if you have an appetite for travel, and even more so, if you are thinking about next year, uh, we've already booked our trip to Ireland for next July uh, and getting ready to move around again. I've got my travel plans already kind of lined up for the winter as, mm-hmm. as, as, as uh, Mrs. Golf Talk Canada and I looking to move around again. You know, we had great news in vaccine land yes. uh, this morning. So at some point, hopefully in the near future, uh, the world starts to move around and it starts to look a little normal again. So we're going to air our Tourism Ireland special again this week. Mm-hmm. And then in December, Adam, we have a Casa de Campa, a Casa de Campo tourism special. Uh, for those of you who say who have the ability to quarantine or for those of you who are rolling the dice on rapid <laughs> testing and say, I can't do a winner. Yeah. I can't do yeah. a full Canadian winner, and you're thinking about the Caribbean, we're going to air our uh, Golf Talk Canada travel special, Casa de Campa special in December. And generally speaking, this time of year would be the time that we go to Carlsbad yes. and see ta- the tailor-made products yes. for the following year. We had a great time last year. We interviewed Nick Taylor, yep. and he won in Pebble Beach about Couple months six later. or eight weeks later. Yeah. Michael Glegic, he was yeah. there. So we won't be able to do that this time around because of travel restrictions. But um, hopefully next year we're getting closer back, closer to a, a regular life. Now, I will be in California at the end of January working PGA Tour right. Radio, traveling obviously under my, uh, my visa for yes. essential work uh, purposes. And when I'm in California at the end of January, I plan on trying to swing by the kingdom and mm. get a sneak peek for us. It's paradise. Paradise. So, I'll, yeah, I'll check it out and see what I can see. 
Uh, and I'm sure Nick will let us in on a sneak, sneak peek of mm-hmm. what's coming from mm-hmm. TaylorMade. And they're working on my P7 MBs as we speak, getting the specs bang on. Wow. Because I love my P770s, as you know. Yes. So, and, and, and the guys up at TaylorMade, they all know I'm, I'm a fidgety creature of habit. You? Yeah, so... <laughs> No. So we got to get those specs bang on. They got to be, you know, right yep. in line with my 70s so we can make that switch to those P7 MBs in, in 2021. I, in fact, I think I'm going to get up there next weekend mm-hmm. and have a look. Uh, speaking of Nick Taylor, yes. uh, before we go to break, on the other side, what are we doing in uh, Winter's Weird Walk? Winter's Weird Walk coming up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Before we get to break here and uh, flip the page on the back nine to hour two, Corey Connors, yeah. top 10, he's in the field at the Masters. Mackenzie Hughes, he's in the field at the Masters already. Mike Weir, in the field of the Masters. We have three Canadians already in the field next April at Augusta. Congratulations to all three of them. We have Adam Hadwin, 74th in the official World Golf Rankings. Mm-hmm. So Adam Hadwin needs to get inside that top 50 either by the end of this year or then again at the cutoff point, which is just before next year's guys. So that's the way in to next year's Masters. Right. Or a victory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would get Adam Hadwin in. Same thing for Nick Taylor, who is currently outside uh, somewhere in the top 120, 125 in the mm-hmm. world. Nick Taylor needs to get into the top 50 or win. Taylor Penrith is actually yeah. 118th in the official World Golf Rank. He's actually currently higher than uh, uh, Nick Taylor, which is amazing to me because Nick Taylor is a winner on the PGA Tour this calendar year. Mm-hmm. So right now, three Canadians, Adam. But there is a chance to add to that. There certainly is a chance to add to that. There's the, the, the growth of Canadian golf in our country is great. The depth of Canadian golf. You know, and t- you mentioned Adam Hadwin there. And, yes, he struggled at Augusta National. And he's a guy that Bob has spoken about at length, that he's just been close all summer but hasn't been able to put four rounds together. Let, let's hope he can. But, you know, on the topic of Corey Connors, too, Top 10 at Augusta National. We haven't seen a performance like that by a Canadian in a major in quite some time. I believe Record what, round on Friday. Lowest yeah. round ever shot by a Canadian at Augusta. I believe 65. it was the lowest major finish by a Canadian since TSN golf analyst Graham Dillette back at the 2017 PGA when Justin Thomas went on to win when Dillette almost made back-to-back hole-in-ones at uh, Quail Hollow when he almost right. aced the first, the mm-hmm. par 4 15th and almost aced the 16th hole. But... It's awesome to see so many Canadians, and, and Mike Weir as well. Weir like, played fantastic. Weir. And to make the cut the way he did, that approach shot on Saturday morning to finish off his second uh, round, some recoil, the walkthrough. This is a le- nice segue, oh. Adam, because coming up in Winners, Winner and What, we are going to touch on some of the Mike Weir storyline mm-hmm. and kind of get a little wider on that lane because this golf course played three, 400 yards longer than mm-hmm. anything he's seen all year, and then we dumped three days of rain on it. Yep. And what we saw transpire from some of the Mike Weirs of the golf world yep. was quite exceptional. But, hey, let's get try to get maybe one. We'd love to see uh, one more Canadian in the field at Augusta. That's great. That'd be incredible. All right, on the other side, winners, weird, and what coming up. We're also going to take a look back at the year's three majors in hour two. What was our favorite major? We asked Weeksy. Weeksy went with Augusta, mm-hmm. his favorite major of the year. Will Adam and I feel the same way? We'll look at some fantasy lineup. You know, TSN Edge law, uh, launched a few months ago. Very successful. You're home for all your fantasy needs at TSN Edge. Adam and I and Bob have been... Uh, loading up the golf content on there. We won't get into too much specifics, but right now, who are the favorites and who are the dark horses for the Masters coming up in April? If it was happening tomorrow, where are you leaning and why, and where would you might find some value plays? Mm -hmm. Now, those value plays can obviously change. There's a lot to, to go between now and then. 
But where would it be if we were out there right now? And uh, and we'll put a bow on this year's uh, Masters in in hour two. So lots coming up. And uh, congratulations to Andrew for winning mm-hmm. this bag. We'll get that to you at some point. Hopefully in the next week or so, we'll get this bag out to you uh, as soon as possible. And remember, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade will continue and return in 2021. You need to follow us on social media, at Golf Talk Canada, on Twitter and Instagram. Hour 2 coming up next. Don't go anywhere, whether you're listening on TSN 1050 or watching us on TSN 2. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino and Adam Scully with you for Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada Masters Recap Show on TSN Radio and TSN Television. Uh, we digested a lot in Hour 1, Adam. Uh, we didn't even get to a lot of the notables, so we might touch on that a little bit in Hour 2 just because you know Rory McIlroy kind of chewed up our notable conversation. But uh, I'm sure we'll touch on it a little bit right now. It is that favorite time of the show. Winners, weird and what? Three dub and Adam, the teaser is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, skulls. We teased this in uh, at the end of the last segment with Mike Weir, but my winners are the over fifties, and let's start with the over sixties. Bernard Longer. Every year we wait. Is this the year longer acts his age? And the answer is no, it's not. Mm-hmm. 63 years old, playing yep. a ballpark of this size. He shoots three under par. He beats Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> beats Bryson by one shot in the tournament and two shots head-to-head on Sunday in the same group. Beats uh-huh. him by two shots with a closing round of 71. I mean, it is just unbelievable when you consider Bernard Longer that he's 63 years old. He's fought the putting yips three or four times in his career. He's never been the longest driver of the golf ball. The fact that he's still doing what he's doing is absolutely incredible. And then to, you know, piggyback that one, uh-huh. what about our own Mike Weir? He makes the cut for the first time since 2014. Uh, looks like a guy that belongs again. He told us he's healthy. He told us this was coming. Not a lot of people were like, eh, we're kind of doubtful. Mm-hmm. Can he bring it from the Champions Tour to a major on the big tour? He can. Yep. Like, yep. well done, over 50s, over 60s, even lefty. Mickelson, he had a rough Saturday. 
But, I mean, for a long time there, Phil looked like he was going to contend in this Masters at 500 par. Adam, the old guys. One for the old guys, Adam. One for the old guys. You mentioned Mickelson there after two rounds. He's five under par, just four shots off the pace. And I'll get into Phil in my 3 dub because his Saturday performances, <laughs> was, it, was, it was strange. But how about Bernhard Langer beating Bryson DeChambeau, as you mentioned? The odds for that would have been ludicrous going into the tournament. But Mike Weir... Awesome to see that, A, he's healthy, B, he's fit, and now he's, he's performing well. He's had some good finishes on, on PGA Tour champions, too, and it's great to see that hard work paying off for Mike Weir. That's yeah, awesome. and I think the silver lining in this for Canadian golf fans is uh, if you were hesitant about Mike Weir and what he was going to be able to achieve on the Champions Tour because in his late 40s, you know, he hasn't been uh, relevant at the PGA mm-hmm. Tour level, a lot of that mainly because of injury Now with a healthy Mike Weir, I think cup half full now. I think we could see a couple of good two, three, four seasons out of Mike Weir on the Champions Tour. Some victories, contending in majors on the Champions Tour. Well done, Mike Weir. Okay, my weird Adam, Bryson DeChambeau. Here we go. I mean, where do we start? (laughs) I mean, uh, the lost ball on three. That was awful luck. uh, Some of the worst luck possible. uh, You know, Three weeks of, of experimenting with a 48-inch driver to only the night before go back to a 45-inch driver. I mean, the over-rotation, the hand speed, the things you need to do to square up a 48-inch driver to then all of a sudden drop to 45 and then wonder why you're smothering it left <laughs> off the tee on a Thursday morning. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. You know, I said it this morning on a, on a TSN radio hit. I said, you know, it's like Russell Crowe standing in front of a chalkboard with a beautiful mind. You're going to come up with a cure for a disease once in a while, and a few times you're going to strike out. <laughs> this was a big strikeout, okay? His beautiful mind went sideways yep. and backed him out of this golf tournament. Now, I will say this. I'm not suggesting that if he never experimented with a 48-inch driver and he went with the 45, that he was going to beat Dustin Johnson this week. Highly unlikely that anyone was going to beat Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson mm-hmm. at any point this mm-hmm. week. But if he just stick to the game plan, if he had a stuck... And danced with who brought him to the ball, like he did at the U.S. Open. I think he gets off probably to a front nine on Thursday morning with a couple under par, eases his way into the Masters, and is probably somewhere in the top five or top ten in this golf tournament if he had just had a stuck to the game plan. Again, he needs the distractions. He needs the math yeah. equation. Ten over this divided by that equals, and it blew up in his face this time. Well, it sure did, and you know, even course management-wise, you think to Thursday morning, 13 going for it from the pine straw, the lie wasn't great, hitting it 15 yards long into the bushes, making a double bogey from there. And then there was what happened on Saturday morning when he said he wasn't feeling well, and, and hopefully he is feeling well, but he was saying his stomach wasn't right, he just wasn't feeling great. Well, Bryson, if you have seven protein shakes every day, <laughs> your, your stomach's not going to be right. That's just... Right. Yeah, And let's throw some anxiety and stress on yeah. top of it. And it manifests itself physically. And this is where we're at. And uh, he'll go back to the drawing board. Yep. And I guarantee you one thing, that when April rolls around, he'll be ready this time. And hopefully he won't be making uh, Wednesday night equipment changes. Because that is absolutely bizarre. bizarre. Thus my weird. And my what this week? What, what a back nine for Tiger Woods. And, uh, you know, we'll keep it narrow and then I'll go to you for a bigger picture. But, I mean, a ten, the 10 on 12, to me, if, if Tiger's in contention, 
The 10 on 12 is a disaster and a train wreck and a much bigger story this morning. Because he's not in contention, because he has no chance of winning this golf tournament, the 10 on 12, it's, it's almost a, a bonus because it kind of connects him to the Masters. Mm-hmm. Nicholas had a disaster on 12. Weisskopf had a disaster on 12. Spieth had a disaster on 12. Now Tiger's got his disaster on 12. And, you know, he followed it up with five birdies <laughs> and six holes. To show, it gives you a window into the competitive spirit spirit uh, that is Tiger Woods. But I will say this, and, and this is what I want your, your opinion on, Adam, before I throw you the tee. The one thing that does concern me in all this, getting up at 3.15 in the morning on Friday to get ready to play golf, he was walking ging- gingerly mm-hmm. again. And when we came out of 2019, let's go back a year, November yeah. 2019. I had a lot less questions about Tiger Woods than I have in November of 2020. November of 2020 feels a lot more like November of 2017 or November of 2016. I'm riddled with questions. I have no idea where we go from here, and I have no idea if he'll be ready for April. Where, yeah. where are you on this? You know, it's sort of like you watch him play, and, and you, you wonder how much longer can he do this. And clearly clearly on Saturday, he was he was stiff. Like it was clear he wasn't shaping it both ways. He was very ginger to pick the ball out of the hole. I'm really curious to see, you know, throughout last summer, after winning the Masters before Zozo, this was the Tiger that we saw. Very mediocre, sort of shuffling around. I saw him firsthand at at Royal Portrush last Mm -hmm. year, and he looked like a man in pain. And then he has the minor knee surgery, plays Zozo incredibly well, is the best player at the President's Cup, in my opinion, anyway, by by, by far. Yes. By far. He was the best iron player in the world at yep. the President's Cup. And then and then we have this. So there are a lot of question marks surrounding Tiger Woods. What are we going to see at Torrey Pines when he comes back? He's going to have a couple if, months off. If. If. Yeah. I assume. I'm with you. you I assume you would I'll presume. see him there. But then he, for all the years, his putter was probably his best club in the bag. And now because his back, he can't practice as much. He tinkered with a longer putter. And he was putting great for the most part at the Masters until... You know, the start of the second round when he jammed a two and a half foot putt on three, four feet past the hole the other way. And so there's so many question marks. He continues to be the most intriguing figure in the game always of golf and always will be. And we hope he can have success for ratings, for everything, yeah. for the game of golf, for sport. But who knows? I'd also love to see him go out on a high note yeah. instead of limping out of the game, mm-hmm. so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Okay, Adam, winner's weird and what, sir? The tee is now yours. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. That's what I'm going to do today: hit bombs and attack the pin. So my winner this week is Cam Smith for four rounds in the 60s, and we discussed earlier in the show about this. But sort of the strange thing about this is, you would think someone shooting four rounds in the 60s at Augusta, you would have presumed Dustin Johnson. Sure, but Bryson DeChambeau. That's that's the beauty. Of Augusta National, though, is that it can bring so many different players. We mentioned Bernhard Langer. He was averaging, what, 70 yards less off the tee than Bryson DeChambeau. He beats him by one. That's just the beauty of Augusta National. We saw it in a very different light this time around, in a light we'll probably never see it again on a on a public scale with no patrons. But uh, my winner, I guess, both Cam Smith and Augusta National for for pretty darn good week. Yeah, it's awesome. It's the Masters. It's why it's everybody's favorite day of the year. You know, we didn't get the drama this year that we normally get, mm-hmm. but year in and year out, it is Super Bowl. Masters Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday for anyone at all that remotely likes golf. Period. End of story. Right? Okay, my weird this week. John Rahm. 
He's in contention. We spoke at length about John Rahm on Saturday morning. He was my pick. He was my he pick was your all pick. week to He win. was a great pick. Starts two over through three on Thursday. Fights back. He's tied for the lead. At one point, first, second, third in the world. All tied for the lead going into the third round. Gets to the eighth hole on Saturday in his third round. Cold top. You don't see a professional golfer cold top a fairway wood very often. Mm-hmm. We saw him hit a cold shank last year on the eighth hole as well, so maybe him and the eighth hole just don't mesh. But then it was what happened after the fact as well. It, 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 it compounded from it got there. Worse. It got worse. He tried to hit yeah. a punch shot, hits a tree that was probably about this wide, goes back into a bush. Apparently he had a meltdown after that wasn't shown on the telecast. But for John <laughs> Rahm, I mean, what a what a weird way to play the eighth hole again. It's he's had some weird. Well he was tied bounces. for the lead through two rounds, like you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. And you know, no transition in that three wood. He was working on shortening his swing. Um and he felt that he was getting long. If that's always, possible. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and that's his wheelhouse. But the one thing you gotta be careful about when you shorten your swing, if you're out there listening or watching today and you're working on shortening your golf swing, is uh you can be short but you can't be quick. And if you're short and you don't give time for transition to complete your backswing, to start your downswing. No chance. You got John Rahm uh, Coltop in a three-wood. That's what it is. And uh, hard to watch. It, it's it's <laughs> mesmerizing. It's always crazy to see a professional golfer do something that the average Joe does all the time. Especially a guy like John I fought Rahm. with a three-wood for three years. Uh, really? And I, I almost, and now I'm back in love with my, you know, I went for M5 to Sim. When they came out with the M5 three-wood, and I, I went to a very, very stiff, heavy three-wood shot. Yeah, yeah. And I fell back in love with my three-wood, and it's, you know, I have never looked back since. But I, I know what this, I know how this feels. Adam. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we all do. Uh, and before we go to break, my what? Phil Mickelson. Okay. So after two rounds, like, he's in the mix. He's there. Yeah, he certainly and, is. And 500 he, par. And he was confident. After that round, we played audio on our show on Saturday morning where he was saying, you know, I'm hitting the ball great. I'm driving it like a stallion. Those are his words. He was pounding the, that 47-inch drive. He was. He was hitting it well. But he said, I'm close to last in the field and putting. I'm he just was, not making anything. He was horrible. And you get to Saturday, fourth hole. He's got 15, 20 feet. Mm-hmm. His next putt, 77 feet left it. He hit it 77 feet past the hole. It, it, I, I, it might be. <laughs> like, what? Is it the worst putt he's ever hit? Or are we going back well, to Shinnecock? Well, I had flashbacks to shit. I, I, I put a tweet out yes, to I say, are, are we yeah. going to see Phil yeah. run after the ball at Shinnecock yeah. again? But that's got to be the, one of the worst putts I've ever seen well, him hit. I will say this. Mickelson never is boring, isn't he? He's never boring. But he also, on the third hole on Saturday, he had a three-footer at the most, on the third hole, and lift it out aggressively. So Phil and the flat stick, not so hot right now. All right, Adam, before we go to break, there's two things i got to leave with you that we're going to pick up on the other side. And on the other side, we're going to talk about what was our favorite major of the year. Wixie loved the Masters. We asked him in hour one, where will you and I go with this? Mm -hmm. Two things. One with Phil. Why was Phil smart enough? Now, Phil traditionally plays with a a 45-and-a-half-inch driver. He went to 47 and made a move to 47 in a two-week period. That's an inch and a half uh, up the scale in increments. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau traditionally played with a half inch shorter than Phil at 45 and went from 45 to 48. That's a three-inch jump versus an inch and a half mm-hmm. jump. Why was Phil smart enough to go an inch and a half and not and, – and, and Bryson – went three that's the thing like why did bryson have to go to the extreme because that's what bryson does he goes to the extreme Extreme. of i'm not going to get stronger i'm going to put on 60 pounds it's extreme okay yeah and this question i want to pick up on the other side okay we had uh 
Bernard Longer shoot three under par, beat Bryson DeChambeau by one. Mm. We had Abraham Answer in the final group at the Masters. Abraham Answer, in modern-day standards, a very short hitter. He was under the field average in driving distance all week at Augusta. And had a lot of fairway woods into the holes yesterday. A lot of fairway woods yeah. into the holes. So we have 63-year-olds making the cut at a very long golf course. We have players that are shorter than average mm-hmm. in the final group at Augusta. And we have our eventual winner, who is one of the longest in the world, lay up on two par fives yeah. coming home. Is the distance debate over? And if it's not, should it be? Ooh. Let's pick that up on the other wow. side. Okay. This is our Golf Talk Canada Masters recap special. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. The smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to our Masters Wrap-Up Edition, a special Monday edition of Golf Talk Canada on TSN Radio as well as on TSN2 Television. And we've got breaking news. (laughs) Breaking news. And we've got Chris behind the glass helping us on radio today. And often Ben on Saturday mornings mm-hmm. behind the glass. But on the TV side, we have Sean helping us out today. Breaking news at Dentonia Park Golf Course, one of our municipal golf courses in the heart of downtown Scarborough, mm-hmm. where I happen to be the mayor. <laughs> Sean got an ace. There you go. Do you have any more details on his ace? We know what. If I hear any more details, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be ready. We'll get, we'll get okay. Yeah, Big so ace hole in there. one at Dentona. I don't know if it's Sean's first. Uh, regardless, congratulations, Sean. Well done That's on incredible. an ace, and uh, it's always cool. Now, how many aces do you have? If you... Ah, uh, yes. Yes, if, I totally forgot yes, about this. <laughs> if you give me my COVID ace, which hit the flag, went down the shaft, broke the plastic lid of the cup, which prevents the ball from going down and comes out, that would have been my third. Okay. Which was two weeks after my albatross. Which I've only had one of my entire life. Buy a lottery ticket that same week? Uh, I should have. I was just still celebrating. I think I was (laughs) drunk for two weeks after that celebrating. You know, it's funny, like, during COVID, when COVID first started, we were all sitting around staring at each other like it was the end of the world. Mm. I remember walking into the kitchen and seeing all these empty wine bottles, and I looked at Mrs. Golf Talk and I said, when did you start drinking red wine? Because, you know, Heather barely, she don't drink, you know. And she looked at me, and she goes, I, I haven't had a glass of red wine. I went, ah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's you, Mark. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, we're going to get to our favorite major of the year. Yep. Uh, Bob uh, went with Augusta. I'm curious to know where you go. Before we get that, though, Adam, I posed you a question on the mm, other side of the break. I mean, we had a short bunter, an Abraham answer in the final group at Augusta. We had one of the game's best players, world number one, layup on two par fives. We had a 63-year-old man beat a guy that hits it 100 yards by him. Is the distance debate over? And if it's not, should it be? I mean, personally, 
The ball has to go in the hole, whether you hit it 360 or 260 or 460, or you hit nine iron, 200 yards, or 120. Mm -hmm. You still have to putt well to play good golf. And we saw this week, Bernhard Langer beat Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau was the overwhelming betting favorite to, to win this thing in dominating fashion, just like he did for the U.S. Open. It's all course setup. Augusta National is just is the perfect way to set up a golf course. And, you know, we've seen all these years of fast greens and guys, quite frankly, maybe a little terrified over downhill sliders. The greens were a little slower this time around. They really picked up some steam throughout the week. The lowest round, 68 on Sunday uh, by Dustin Johnson, Webb Simpson, a few other guys. But it's all course setup. If you put pins in different Thank spots you. of the greens and slopes, there, there's no issue. Like, let's so say, how come you and I understand this and, and the governing bodies don't? Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like, if Bryson wants to gain another 55, 60 pounds, go at it. Go for it. Yep. Go if you want to hit it 400 in the air? You want to hit 400 yards sure. and have a five year career yeah. for the next five years yeah. and then call it a career? That's your, that's your choice. It's called freedom. Go for it. We don't like that. Like, in today's world, everybody's got to make decisions for mm-hmm. somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, why is the RNA and, and, and the USGA. And, you know, I'm sure this is going to be controversial. We might hear from people uh, on social media lighting us up on this, but I'm with you a thousand percent on this is all about course setup. For sure. And the other thing that people fail to realize, distance is always going to be an advantage. Mm -hmm. It has been from day one. Nicholas had an advantage because he was the longest that could hit it the highest when he was the greatest player in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Greg Norman, to this day, is still recognized as one of the greatest drivers of the golf ball of all time. He hit it straight. He hit it high. He hit it far. Guess what he had? Persima and Bellata for most of his career. Okay? Yep. And he spent more weeks at world number one than any other player in history until Tiger Woods rolled around mm-hmm. and crushed every record that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Okay? But distance is always going to be an advantage. And the one thing that people fail to realize, and I don't know why they fail to realize this, because it's pretty obvious to me. If you roll back the ball 30 yards or equipment 30 yards, Bryson DeChambeau is still the longest. All you've done is taken Bryson DeChambeau and you've taken the wedge out of his hand and you put a seven iron in Bryson's hand instead of a wedge. And the guy that already had seven iron, you just put hybrid and four iron in his hand. So how have you fixed anything? How have you changed any of this? Power is power. Speed is speed. Professional sports, the biggest, the strongest, the fastest in professional sports will always have an advantage. It doesn't mean you send Mm -hmm. them the green jacket. It doesn't mean they're going to win all the time. To to Adam's point, you still got to put the ball in the hole. And to Adam's point, it's about course setup. 100%. All right. Well, it's closed. If you disagree with us, hit us up on social media. Yeah, we'll, please. You know, tell us why we're wrong, and we'll tell you why you're insane. <laughs> All right. Favorite major of the year, men's major. We had three of them. We don't have much to get into this, but I didn't think there was much to get into. I, f- I figured that you and I, we'd have an answer why. Bob loved Augusta. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you go? Where? What was your, you have three to choose from, PGA, U.S. Open, Masters. What was your favorite men's open and why? Men's major. I mean, for me, for uh, my favorite men's major this year was the PGA Championship, just in terms of how many guys were up there. We didn't know much about the golf course. There was sort of the intriguing fact of first men's male major since the pandemic pause as well. What would it be like without fans? Then the way it finished, the way Colin Morikawa hit that driver 
uh, on the par for 16th hole, make the eagle putt. You know, Paul Casey was up there. Dustin Johnson was up there. Jason Day, Matt Wolf, so Kepka. many guys. Brooks Kepka until he imploded on Sunday. Bryson DeChambeau didn't have his A game. He finished T4. It was a great tournament. The U.S. Open for me, there was a lot of excitement heading into it. The drama was sort of out of it because Bryson DeChambeau, quite frankly, put on a clinic that week. Mm-hmm. And the Masters was awesome too. But for me, I, I think the PGA Championship takes the cake. How about you? Oh, I'm glad I shrunk this segment and talked more about the distance debate because I ditto. Yeah, this is all perfect. I got. Ditto. Yeah. You are a thousand percent right again, Adam. Yeah. Uh, I, the only thing I will add to this, as to, as you know, obviously the PGA was my favorite as well for every reason you laid out. Mm-hmm. But the other kind of uh, point I'll put on this is, I mean, I haven't really thought about this at all. It's, this is just right off the top of my head. But is mm-hmm. there any doubt at all in anybody's mind that Colin Morikawa's drive on the 16th hole at uh, TPC Harding Park is the shot of the year? Top of mind, it it has to, in terms of moment, in terms of historic nature. Yeah. And you wonder again, we've talked about this before, what would that have been like with fans? That's it. And then he makes the putt. Yeah. You know, to to really drive that shot home. And for someone who struggled with his putter earlier in the season as well, Mm -hmm. you know. So, like off the top of my head, there is literally no other golf shot that comes to mind in shot of the year. Yeah. You know, obviously, we can find situations where there's harder golf shots, like mm-hmm. you know, that yeah, makes a hole. But in one I'm or talking about but... yeah, hole in ones, albatrosses, etc. I'm I'm talking uh, situation, history, mm-hmm. pull it off, mm-hmm. make the putt, eagle. It's really an eagle on a par four to win it, your first major yeah. championship. It's the shot of the year. on the seventieth hole of the tournament. Yeah, shot of the year, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. On the other side, we're going to take a look at next year's Masters, April, five and a half months away. Who are the favorites? Where are there some value plays? If this was starting tomorrow, who impressed you this week? Who are you worried about? We'll get into it next. This is Golf Talk Canada, Masters Wrap-Up Special. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada Masters Wrap-Up Edition, a special Monday GTC on TSN Radio and TSN 2 Television. Zacchino Scully... Are we five and a half months to the- I believe it's 143 days. 143 days until we peg it up at Augusta for back-to-back Masters as uh, the 2021 PGA Tour schedule will look a lot more familiar mm-hmm. as we will uh, enter. We have two more events, by the way, left on the uh, this part of the fall schedule of the 2021 wraparound season. Uh, RSM Classic uh, from Sea Island, Georgia. I'm actually working that this week for mm. PGA Tour Radio, my last event of the year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then they will break for American Thanksgiving and come back with uh, Mayakoba 
Golf mm. Classic uh, down in Mexico. Just, Don't forget about the Phil Mickelson match with uh, Charles Barkley. Yes, that is. Th- now is that Thanksgiving week? It's the Friday. The yeah. Friday. Yeah. Okay. And then the following <laughs> week, we will have our final official PGA yes. Tour FedEx Cup point event of the year, Mayakoba Golf Classic, uh, down in uh, Mayan Riviera, which is about 40 minutes west of Cancun in Mexico. Mm. That'll be the final event of the PGA Tour wraparound season. Uh, we will break. That takes us into the first week of December. Tour shuts down. There is some funny season stuff. I don't even know if the funny season's even occurring during COVID. Like, I don't think the shark shootout and that kind of stuff's occurring. I know the, her- the hero was canceled. Hero's been canceled. So, in all likelihood, golf's going to actually take a full month off. Mm. Now, is what about a European schedule, Adam? Do we know what's happening with Race to Dubai, a European tour? Are they see, planning? Let me see how quickly I can pull yeah, this up. Yeah, let's here. see. I, I, my impression is, I will fill while you pull that up. Okay. My impression is that they are playing Race oh. to Dubai into December. So we have on the European tour the Alfred Dunhill Championship, which is their version of the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am played is, at Kingsbarn, yeah. Carnoustie, and the Old Course at St Andrews. And that'll be great TV viewing, as you mentioned, the yes, great course. So that's, love that. that's November twenty eighth to December first. Yeah. When is the DP World Challenge, which is the final of the Race to Dubai? Is that I don't see don't that. See anyway, that so we have the uh, determined Marit- We have the Australian PGA Championship. Oh, wonderful. We have the Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open. Okay. So European Tour is still operating. Still operating. And then uh, Dubai, they're in January. So I don't... Actually, Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, that's in January? January. Okay. But that's on the other side. That's on the other side. Yeah. Well, during the commercial break, we will uh, try to figure out what's happening on the European Tour. My point is that the PGA Tour uh, folds it up, calls it a year, uh, or... Not Yeah, calendar year, but middle of season after Mayakoba, first week of December. Then it returns in January with its traditional trip to Maui uh, and the Century Tournament of Champions at Kapalua and then makes the jump the following week the Sony Open at um, Waikiki Beach there and then uh, back to the mainland and we are into a traditional golf season and thank god we are back into a traditional golf season with the masters in april i should make a correction it sounds i was reading the website backwards if you scroll down to the bottom the joburg open is november 19th 22nd then the alfred dunhill championship is the weekend after and then golf in dubai championship presented by dp world that's started december and then the south african open okay and then the dp world championship is december 10th so it is that yes so it is right so we don't have to so that's what okay there we go so um so the DP World Cham- Cham- Championship there, they will hand out a uh, race to Dubai winner. Mm. So that's fantastic. So there's still great golf to watch. But my point is, we are very close yes. to the Masters. Right now, it appears DJ has opened up as the betting favorite, yep. depending on what site. Justin Thomas right there. Uh, Kepka, uh, excuse me, Rory right there. Rom right there. So right now, in your mind... Obviously, I think DJ's a no-brainer. Who are your top three right now if it was starting? If we're starting again Thursday, who are your top three? Okay, so inclu- so DJ's one of them for sure. Obviously, if you don't have him, you're insane, right? Right. John Rahm, to me, is, is a guy that I... One re- hole. Yeah. One hole or he's there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm with you so far. And, I mean, I, I, I think something's going to change with this guy. Rory. The way he played the last three rounds, going 14 under par in the last 54 holes at Augusta National is pretty impressive to me. I, I'd say Rory would be my guy. I, I'm, I'm sort of back and forth between, was it Justin Thomas? Is it Patrick Cantlay? Guys like that. I mean, Colin Morikawa, first appearance at Augusta National, kind of struggled. He'd be another guy to look at maybe for a little more value. But for me, 
It's Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy. How about you? I, D- Dustin Johnson and John Rahm are really easy ones for me. Yeah. Like, I really think that John Rahm, if, if that three-wood doesn't get topped in the middle of the fairway on Saturday. Who knows? Saturday, yeah. I mean. If he makes four instead of seven. I mean, that mm-hmm. that that just changes the complexity of this golf tournament yeah. in one swing. And then that one swing compounds the problems as, as we've outlined. Mm-hmm. But to me, John Rahm is, uh, is, is still right there for me with DJ. I, I am struggling so hard right now to to find a third guy. Yeah. Uh, um, the Rory situation worries me. Uh, Justin Thomas, I know, like, I love Justin Thomas. He's got an all-around golf game. There's no reason why he can't win everywhere. You know, he's talking about putting mechanics in the middle of a major. Yeah. Remember we were talking about Saturday morning, the transition? Yeah. And Sunday morning on TSN at the Masters, we were talking about the speed in his transition. And his, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You talk, that's something you work on when you're away from tournaments. You're not working on that in the middle of a major. Um, so there's some head scratching uh, thoughts here. I don't. I don't really know, Adam. How about Bryson? Where are you on Bryson? I, I know one thing. He's going to be a lot better in April than mm-hmm. he was this year. Is he? Is he the third favorite? Probably. Yeah. I probably go back to Bryson. Yeah. You know what? Even after the horrific thing we've seen, I got to think that even his mind is not as you know, scrambled to figure out that I need a better game plan that I commit to earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll still go diving into his caves and research right. and into his weird corridors and I got to put on another 7 pounds and I got to try this. He'll still do those things. I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt he's mm-hmm. probably doing them this week. What I think we'll get with Bryson coming into next year's Masters is an earlier game plan. Somebody who's made decisions instead of Wednesday night. You wonder how much he's going to learn from this and you know, playing with a guy like Bernhard Langer who hits it 80, 80 shorter than he does, 80 right. yards shorter than he does. You wonder if he thinks, you know what, I'm just going to stick with my 45.5-inch driver, 45, maybe go to 46, maybe don't go to the extreme of 48 and just take what I have and flying at 360 or 370 is still pretty darn good. Right. You don't have to fly at 400. All right, let's look at the other side of the coin, yeah. because that might be a harder one, the value play. And I'm really surprised. My value play, my underdog this week was, uh, I, I kind of picked Louis Oosthuizen as one, but I didn't really consider him an underdog. You know, Bob and I threw around Oosthuizen, Webb Simpson, mm-hmm. et cetera, because mm-hmm. you got value. But I want to consider Oosthuizen and, and Webb Simpson underdogs. Yeah. Uh, Matt Wolf. Even though he performed very well in his first two majors, even though he's a winner on the PGA Tour, I thought Matt Wolf, because first timers at Augusta, you know, I was really high on first timers yeah. this year because of the changes. Uh, I was really high on Matt, Matt Wolf. He was three under par very early in this golf tournament, and I was looking like a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he backed up that positive yardage into a 70, yep. which could have been a 67, 68 in round one. He backed it into a 70 and then imploded in round two and shot 77. I still think this is a really good golf course for Matt Wolf. For sure. And I still think he might be on my radar by the time we get to April in, in terms of a value play. Um, other than Matt Wolf, I, I think, you know, Bubba Watson, I was very surprised to see Me his too. performance. I thought we'd get much better out of Bubba Watson. Uh, I'm shocked to see what we got out of him this week. Uh, I thought he was trending in the right direction. How about Paul Casey's weekend? And he's always there. And and, and what happened? And, you know, I, 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 I looked at Lindsay. I think it was Lindsay I looked at, at, at the, on the TSN desk during commercial. And I said, you know, he's going to find a way to back up. He's going to find a way to not contend. Because other than the PGA Championship earlier this year, where I thought he had 
maybe his best major performance mm-hmm. ever because mm-hmm. he he kept the pressure on and he kept moving forward. Paul Casey traditionally contends, does well, great performance, but never really does enough to win or never does enough to really press the issue on the weekend. Right. I think that's what we saw. But from a value position, are you still on the guys you were coming in, or do you have new names now coming into April? Are you off the guys that you thought? Like, I'm kind of my – I'm still thinking Wolf's going to be a guy I like here. I still think Bubba Watson, depending on what happens in the next five or six mm-hmm. months, is a guy I'm always going to look at at Augusta. He's a two-time Green Jacket winner. Yep. And I know another name will certainly pop on the radar. Where was Tyrell Hatton this week? Yeah. Everybody, Tyrell Hatton, Tyrell Hatton. Where was he? Uh, yeah. Where are you on, on value plays in Dark Horse? So, as a result of the, the pandemic pause, the, the schedule has sort of moved around. So some players weren't in the Masters in November, but qualified for the Masters in 2021. Yes. So for that reason, Hughes. that's where I'm going. I have two players, Daniel Berger and yeah. Mackenzie Hughes. Yes. For me, those are two great value Smart. plays. Daniel Berger had an unbelievable summer. Mackenzie Hughes making the Tour Championship, compete, or contending a multitude of different times. Already had a good start this year as well. I like those two as two good value picks. And another one, perhaps, how about Shane Lowry? He had a pretty darn good week playing with Tiger Woods in three of the four rounds, the first two rounds, and he also played with them on Sunday. Had a good finish as well. Obviously won the Open Championship at Royal Portrush in dominating fashion. He could be another guy. And has played well uh, as of late. Yes. It's not just what he, he did this week at the Masters. Yep. He's had a really strong uh, last few cuts, weeks yeah. uh, on the PGA Tour leading mm-hmm, into this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, on the other side, we're going to get you caught up to date on our Golf Talk Canada schedule. Um, we'll give some final thoughts on the Masters, but I'm going to leave you with this because I want to pick it up on the other side, Adam. I'm curious, from a headworms position between now and next yep. Augusta, Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, <laughs> Rory McIlroy, who needs a doctor? <laughs> and I mean, like, who needs a sports psychiatrist? Who needs the couch more? Out of those three, and am I missing somebody? Mm. And who needs to... I don't think Rory or Bryson need to do anything on the golf course between now and April for us to feel any different about Bryson or Rory. But I think speed out of those three needs to show us something on the West Coast swing and in the Florida swing Mm -hmm. because... Absolutely lost in the wilderness. Will we ever, you know, is he ever going to come back? We'll pick that up on the other side because I'm curious about the headworms question because I'm starting to think Rory might be the answer to that question. Mm. I don't know. All right. On the other side, we will pick that up. This is our Golf Talk Canada Masters wrap up special. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, ready for sport. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up our two-hour Masters 
wrap-up special here on a Monday morning on TSN Radio and TSN 2 Television. We will get you caught up on our Golf Talk Canada schedule here momentarily. Before we do, I left you, Adam, with kind of two questions. Mm. Between now and April, Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, who needs to work on their brain out of those three more and get it ready for April? And who needs to show us something on the golf course? I think the golf course one is an easier question. I think it's clearly Jordan Spieth. He's been lost in the wilderness and has shown us mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. From from a headworms team of doctors with lab coats, coats and clipboards, that's a harder conversation. So Jordan Spieth, obviously, you know, he's not taking as long over the ball now to hit it, but there's still there's a lot going on there for Jordan Spieth. Still no victory since the 2017 Open Championship. Good for him to make the cut this weekend. I mean, but that's bad. I know. Like I, we're talking about Jordan Spieth's yeah, win, like it's Michelle Wee playing in the Sony Open as a 15 year old yeah. teenage girl. Yeah. Oh, she made it to the weekend. Congratulations. Yeah. Hold on a second. It's this a is Jordan Spieth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But and, you know how hard it is to miss the cut at Augusta. Especially with what ninety four players and ninety four players, you got twenty of them there for ceremonial ca- ca- capacity only. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we're on the same page with Jordan Spieth. For for Rory, I, I'd say Bryson needs someone more in his head because that's what he likes. I think Rory should put the clubs away. Just don't touch a club for a month. Do something different. Try, try something completely different, and try as Bob was saying earlier in hour one. Just try to make it seem like Augusta's like a regular week, and try to ignore Twitter, ignore Instagram, ignore everyone talking about the pursuit for the career Grand Slam because clearly it's in his head to be fourteen hundred in your last three rounds, to be twenty eight over in opening rounds of majors since twenty fifteen, and be fifty six under par in the last three rounds since twenty fifteen in major championships. There's something mentally that 100%. needs to change for Rory McIlroy. And I, I think it's, you know, we talk all the time about in golf, you often play better when your expectations are either not there at all or they're very low. And Rory somehow has to flip that switch. He I does. Think. He does need to flip that switch. Uh, now, he normally plays in the Dunhill Cup on the European Tour with his dad. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen this year with COVID and whatnot, with all the quarantine travel restrictions. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what the travel restrictions are to that part of the UK. Again, uh, certain airports like Dublin Airport, et cetera, Mm -hmm. are moving to a rapid uh, test system instead. But those things change as we go as well. So I don't know where we're at. I don't know where he's at with, you know, race to, to Dubai, things like that. I hope he plays West Coast. I hope he plays Great Florida Swing. Mm -hmm. But I'm... I'm kind of leaning the same way you do. I think this is going to sound so dumb. <laughs> he needs less less preparation at Augusta. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to show up later. He needs to practice less. Get to the golf course later. Mm-hmm. Just show up, peg it up, go. It sounds ridiculous. I mean, the more intensity he puts around it, the more focus... Exactly. The more attention, the harder. It seems to me the harder he grinds right now, the worse it gets. Yeah. But I'm not a doctor. I just play one on radio. Oh, I, was gonna, I, I thought yeah, you were a doctor. That's it. Okay. That's, I, it's all the white I wear. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Issues. So I'm Italian, remember? We have lots <laughs> of white in the closet. Okay. Scully, speaking of traveling yes. and quarantines and different airports, this week, Golf Talk Canada Tourism Ireland special we're running this week on TSN television 
It was a great special that we ran last year. And because people are starting to think of Ireland again for 2020, I'm already booked. I know you've got a couple trips already booked for next year with your dad at places like Pebble Beach, mm-hmm. etc. Next year, I'm going to Southwest Ireland. Last year, we went to Northern Ireland. We had a great tourism Ireland travel special that we put together for you. And we're going to run it this week on TSN television. So check your local TV guide to see when that's running this week. And in December, we're going to have a Casa de Campo Caribbean travel special for all of you snowbirds thinking about, hey, I just can't do another winter. Uh, and I'm willing to quarantine or I'm willing to do rapid testing if you're in Calgary, et cetera, depending on where you are. Uh, Casa Cares is a safety program that they launched uh, during COVID so that people mm-hmm. could feel comfortable and safe, full medical insurance, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to run a Casa de Campbell travel special for you on TSN television in December. And December 12th, right back here in these chairs, me, you, and Weeksy, we will have the I think it's the seventh annual Huff to mm-hmm. Double Check Festivus special year in review live radio to TV special. We will air the grievances, feats of strength, shots of the year, tournament of the year. I'm sure we'll have some great giveaways for Christmas as well and the holidays. And that's coming up December 12th, Saturday, December the 12th. Looking forward to that. We're going to take some time off, you and I. We're going to have some best ofs on uh, Saturday morning, Golf Talk Canada Radio. So it's not like we're going anywhere. We'll do year in review specials, best ofs, et cetera, et cetera. That's Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. ET, across the TSN radio network right here, TSN 1050 in Toronto. Adam, final thought on the Masters. When you look back at this year's Masters, uh, what will your final thought be? What will your final image be? A lot of times with Augusta, it's an image. Yeah. It is Phil in 04. Mm-hmm. Trying to get that that leap. Yeah, it is Tiger last year with that that, that, yeah. that screen to the sky with with the, the the muscles and the arms. I mean, it is Jordan Spieth's collapse. With all due respect to Danny Willett in sixteen, it is Jordan mm-hmm. into Ray's mm-hmm. Creek at twelve. Mm-hmm. That is the image for you. What's this year's image? What's this year's thought? This year's thought. My lasting image at Augusta National will be Dustin Johnson at his, in his interview after standing on the 18th green, fighting back tears, essentially breaking down. And it means the world to him to be a two-time major champion and now to win at Augusta National, a place he grew up an hour away. That'll be my lasting image. DJ, a green jacket champion forever. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm very close to that. I'm along the same lines because there wasn't that that epic pinnacle moment. Exactly. For me, it was the just seeing the 18th green and everything that happened at the 18th green, to your point, with that emotion flow. But even earlier for me with Austin, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you could tell how much it meant to Austin. And yep. even Paulina running out. Yep. And then she goes straight to Austin, her brother-in-law. Yep. And those two break down together uh-huh, as he's uh-huh, holding the uh-huh. flag. And it was a family affair. Yep. It really was, and it meant a lot. Adam, thank you. To you for everything Thank today you. and this season. I know we got a little bit to yep. go, but we won't be live for a while. Yeah, so you're the best. Thank Thanks. you. I'll see you Always December 12th. With you. Absolutely, and we'll uh, take it from there. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you uh, on our best ofs. We'll see you on our travel specials. We'll be back here December 12th. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf, ready for sport. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.